Hello and welcome to Demon, the Melbourne Demons podcast. Meets, I don't really want this week to end. It's just been this beautiful limbo period where everything's possible. How are you feeling coming up to Friday? Pretty excited, really excited, and really nervous. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I the other this morning, I thought I was going to pee my pants with just complete nervousness. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited. Okay. I know, it's just a bit graphic <laughs> for my for my listeners out there, but no, I'm really, I'm just super, super excited. I can't. I'm like a kid on Christmas Day. I know, even though we'll be sitting here in Washington, D.C., watching it on a laptop at 5.30 in the morning. Well, you know, we have discussed this, oh. and if we do progress, I will be booking flights and coming back home, yes. and you will be here. <laughs> I know. Let's... Because you care more about your clients than the Melbourne Football Club, which is something <laughs> that I don't really understand personally. Well, look, we still need to win week one. I'm still a bit nervous. I mean, my worry is... There's a lot of buzz. There's right a lot now. of buzz, and we really don't perform well at nighttime games, in particular. I don't think. No, because that's the highest pressure. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. When all the it's just sort of microscopic, and yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really hard game. And they have a lot. I mean, I don't think Geelong are that great a team overall, but they have some incredibly big time players now, don't right. they? Who are really proven big time players, and all of our people. I mean, maybe aside from Jordan Lewis, are not big time. Play like they've not been proven to be, yeah. you know. Well, they haven't really had the opportunity. For a That's while. true. But it, even when we, when it comes to you know nighttime games and games where they're sort of at the epicenter, it's still been a little bit more of a challenge. So this will be this will be huge. This will be a really interesting test. Okay. Well, we're going to spend a lot of time go, looking at the game, but let's quickly talk about the GWS game. Yeah. Uh, given we we took took a week to digest that. It was so Classic. great. I know. Well, it took us a week to watch it, actually, if you remember. <laughs> That's true. For some reason, we just like, sort of were drip-feeding quarters. Well, it's because your mum was staying with us. We didn't have the time to watch it. Yeah. Ah, yes. That's one of the blessings one of, of many, having... Many delights. ...of yeah. having um, the in-laws in town for you, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, so we... The, the game was great. It was awesome. I mean, particularly that third quarter. It was incredible, really. Yeah. But GWS looked like they just stopped. They just looked completely shot to death, to be honest. I mean, look, the truth is... I imagine they didn't care a massive amount about the result. They would have played in Sydney either way. Surely they'd rather have played it spotless than the SCG. Yeah, but... And they'd rather play us got, than the Swans. I don't know about that. They've got a pretty good record against the Swans. Like, if Phil Davis hadn't gone down the other game, they would have beaten Sydney. Right. I would say most games... That was it spotless though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Might have been spotless, yeah. yeah. But I would say most of the time you would expect GWS to beat Sydney. And yeah. at the SCG, Sydney's been appalling this year. Yeah, so, they haven't I mean, been great. It's not, but... that, it's not that they wouldn't have preferred to have the home game at Spotless, but I just don't think they had a huge amount of motivation. And, you know, we clearly had a lot of motivation. Right, of course. Uh, but what I liked about the game on the flip side was we really beat the GWS at their own game, right? Yeah. But it's a slick outside. We have the tsunami. We have yeah. the sort of red and not really blue. It was That was kind of a weird coloured... Um, Guernsey, kind of like the almost black, really, Yeah. Um, Guernsey happening. But yeah, we had this sort of red and blue tsunami. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that was quite heartening to see that we could do that. Because yeah. we have been worried about teams like GWS just beating us for outside run. Right, right. That's clearly right. a vulnerability of our team. No, we clearly but, do have some good leg speed. I yeah. think, um, you know, the first the first half was quite even. I, I just thought Sam Frost did really well on Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. And he's really improved. And he's I think brilliant. he's he's really lifted, hasn't yeah. he? And I I sincerely hope they start him on Tomahawk this week instead of Oscar McDonald. Well, no after what happened. happened, they definitely yeah. should, right? Yeah. And now he's sort of cemented his place in the team, and he's lightning quick, and he's a big dude. So 
I mean, fingers crossed, but he really lifted Harms. What can more can be said about Chompers? Isn't he a star? Harms is averaging, I think, 26 possessions the last five games. And he's stopping everyone in his, in his tracks. Yeah. He's a star. He's an out-and-out gun. Yeah. I love Chompers. He's been absolutely brilliant. What a pickup. What, what a sort of wonderful, wonderful person to have recruited to the club and to have developed. Yeah. He's amazing. And then, you know, I thought uh, CP lifted a bit as well. I mean, yeah. he's actually, he kicked a couple of goals or three goals or so, and he could have really kicked five. Um, so, you know, I just don't think he's really been kicking many goals recently, but he's been dishing them off a lot. But look, it was nice to see him hit the scoreboard. Yeah, look, he looked good. I'm glad we got the confidence out of it. The annoying thing is I think the bye did come at the wrong time. Yeah, I agree. We had so much motivation or right. sort of momentum rather going into next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it gives it, it gives Viney a chance to really come back. So that's the one positive out of it. Exactly. And that takes us to the first question. So, Neitz, let's scrap all the nonsense about what else has happened this this game. We're going to talk purely about Melbourne Geelong. Santa bounce, minute one, Siren goes. Who's in there with Gorn? Oliver. Viney. Brayshaw. I think that's all they can fit. In oh, that's all they can fit. Okay, <laughs> Oliver, Viney, Harms. Oh, you're ditching your man Brayshaw. Yeah, yeah, let's just ditch Brayshaw. Brayshaw. Oh, I like love Brayshaw. He is my favourite player. But he'll probably... You need Harmsy to no, be there. you need Chompers in there. I agree completely. You need Chompers to need stop someone. Need him there someone. on Selwood. You need him to just get some niggle in, just yeah. stick an arm out, just do something annoying. Exactly. But I don't think Chompers is a particularly dirty player on any of these guys. He's just sort of a good run with player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, I totally agree. I, think I want Chompers in the middle, which is a real... What a great, like, sort of stunning endorsement right. for Chompers. At the start of the year, if you were like, our starting circle has to be Chompers, Viney and Oliver, you'd be like, really? Yeah. Um, but honestly, what a ringing endorsement for how skillful he is and how much he's developed. Absolutely. Um, and I think Viney, I mean, obviously it's a little bit of a risk bringing him back because he does just seem to get perennially injured. Does he start on the bench? No, I think you absolutely want him there in the middle, that first uh, thing. He's the captain. You want him right It's there, inspirational, isn't think? it? Yeah, and it's just He's going to take Viney. something out. My, my prediction, someone... first bounce, is it'll be a high-contact free kick to um, Selwood. Selwood or something. Or someone like that. Viney Patrick just, did. like, <laughs> attacking him like an animal. Viney will get suspended in this game. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. If he takes someone out, it, honestly, he is yeah. just a bull, isn't he's he? He's going to be so hungry. Oh, he's going to be so hungry. I just loved it. You know, everyone was like, will Viney make it back in time? And he was sort of responding to people's Instagram comments like, yes. Full stop. I mean, there was absolutely no doubt in his mind that he'd be back. You'd have to... I mean, really, how could you possibly let not like make Viney sit on the sidelines when this yeah. was happening? I mean, we've screwed that up before. Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> I think Viney would rather just be like in hospital for like the next six months rather than, you know, missing out on this particular game. Right. This it's is pretty like weird, his... though, that he didn't play at all at Casey last week. Yeah, I thought I was that surprised was strange, by that. too. Yeah. I would have thought they'd give him a half or something. Yeah. So maybe it is really coming down right to the line. I'm sure they're coming. it's coming down to the wire. Oh, all right. Well, what, we'll about the, goes. what about the ins and outs, Nitz? Yeah, so it's so sad again for Dean Kent. I again, know. like, it's just he can't get any continuity with his body, can it's he? so rough. I know. And it's not... Every single time he plays really well, he, he sorry, he comes into some pretty decent form and then he just gets yeah. injured. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of weird injuries. It's always like a shoulder or a hamstring or anything, right? It's not like he's really got repeated problems, I don't think. It's just everywhere. So, yeah, it's a real rough one for Dean Kent. Um, but I saw that they're not going to go down the surgery route with him. So clearly they want to give him a chance. Of trying to make it back. back. Yeah. In the finals. So yeah. That's, I guess, a sign of faith in him. Yeah, definitely. Well. Definitely. I really hope he sticks around next year as well. I've sort of said this multiple times. But right. he just looks so promising. He just needs to get his body right. Yeah. So Kent out. 
Kent out, so Hannon probably in, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, Hannon deserves to be in. He was yeah. very good in the West Coast game. Aren't you shattered that Pedersen had like 24 disposals and kicked four goals, but no dice? Uh, it's rough. No chance. It's rough on Ped. It is. And I think you remember, Nate's last podcast, I said um, we should keep um, Pedersen on the list because if Gorn goes down, what are we going to do? And now and they're finding Braden Proust. <laughs> then I read the AFL.com article the next day, Braden Proust is on the From market. From North Melbourne. Why would he want to come to oh, Melbourne? That would be a stupid anyway. decision for him. But, um, but now that really has Pedersen's bag like punching Pedersen in the face. It really is, isn't it? It's kind of, kind of like punching you in the face too, actually. And there's this heartbreaking article in Melbourne Football Club where Pedersen was like, oh, it's really great being one club and being at Casey around the boys and you know trying to succeed and... You know, no bitterness at all. Just like really enjoying it. I'm like, Ped, you're too good for this world. He was too beautiful for this world, wasn't he? It's like you're writing a eulogy. Anyway. Right, anyway um, we're not talking about Ped. He's not coming in. So Viney comes in for who? Viney comes in for probably Tyson, doesn't he? I mean, it, Tyson's well, a test. They're suggesting that Tyson has a real shot at getting up for this Really? Run, which I find bizarre. How he could he have broken arm. his arm and then be back in the game? And do we, do we, does he have a spot in the team? Well, that's this kindly awkward thing. I mean, I just, I mean, regardless of whether or yeah. not he's right to go, would he have a spot? I mean, I think early, uh, a few weeks ago, we were saying Tyson will go out for Viney. Right. Tyson was playing a bit better. He's actually playing better. He's lifted. He really yeah. has. He's using the ball better too. But then who do you drop? I mean, you've got like, you know, the nibblers of the world that are undroppable. For some reason. Because they run a lot. And then who else would you drop? I mean, Kennedy Harris. But I think Kennedy Harris has been playing pretty well. I mean, I think Kennedy Harris's tackling pressure has been all right. Yeah. He's been so precise with the ball. I thought he was pretty. I thought he was good against GWS. I don't really think you can drop him on the basis of that. But maybe that's just what they're going to have to do. Yeah, I mean, I think Spargo is good. I don't think you want to drop. No, him. No, definitely don't drop Spargo. Some of Spargo's goal assists were really excellent. His ball use in the forward fifty was great. Yeah, I just don't even know who else you could drop. Yeah, it's kind of this awkward thing where I kind of almost feel like the selectors are like hoping maybe he can't get up because <laughs> it's like, okay, well, problem solved. Yeah. We didn't have to, you know. But it is heartbreaking for Tyson because he has been playing pretty well recently. He has been, he has been. But I don't know if there's a really obvious opportunity. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. And then the Oracle, Ben Guthrie, has been talking about Joel Smith coming Yeah, why would they bring back what's Joel What's the point Smith of that? I don't understand. Instead of Jay Kennedy Harris, potentially. I just don't really see the point of bringing back Joel Smith. I mean, maybe they were worried about the defence, but... but- what, why though? I mean, our defense has problems. I don't think Joel Smith is going to fix them. Well, I just so he hasn't got, played so a long time though. as well, right? When did he last play? Like multiple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's helpful. I, I just because you've not got sure. Oscar, you've got Frost, you've got Hibbard. Right. Um, that's three defenders. Do and we need a fourth? Many, right. And how many sort of injury or how many people who haven't? Like, I mean, Viney obviously hasn't played at all for a long time. Joel Smith hasn't played for a while yeah. either, from memory. So, how many of these players can you bring back into the team for a final? Don't you just want to keep the change, the team a bit unchanged and ready to go? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't. I think the Oracle is going to be wrong for once. I reckon it'll just be a straight um, Hannon for Kent, Viney for Tyson, Tyson as a precaution being rested, mm, held back precaution. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, very convenient precaution there. Anyway, um, so how do we win this game, Kieran? I mean, look, the obvious thing, not insightful at all, is Gorn is going to monster Ryan Abbott. Yes, the key matchup of the round, Gorn Abbott. This is what people have been paying good money for, isn't it? But you know what? I think something a little bit, well, it's not even off the beaten track, but what I truly think will make the difference is the battle of the Taggers. Harms versus Scott Selwood. Yeah. I reckon if Harms can do what he did to Joel Selwood last game, keep him to sub 20, then it's going to be tough for us to win. But if Scott Selwood either takes Clayton Oliver out of the game, 
or takes milkshakes out of the game. Yeah, I think that tagging milkshakes would yeah. actually be much cleverer from the Geelong perspective. Because Scott Selwood's been playing the forward line as like a defensive yeah, player. Yeah, I think honestly taking out Melksham, yeah. that's almost People don't like, appreciate how crucial he's that is. so crucial because no one in the team can kick the ball into the forward 50 the way he can, except yeah. for maybe Spargo now. But that's about it. Like it's really, we don't have many clever kicks. And so honestly taking out Melksham would be... That would be the master stroke, actually. That could really easily win them the game. It'd be enormous. And the question is whether someone could sell what could do it. Because Milkshakes isn't bad overhead, for example. And he's not, like, he's fast. He's not like he's, he could run, he's, and he's not a bad runner and stuff. So, yeah. you know. I think it'd be a tough matchup for him, but that's going to be a really huge one. Yeah, that, be that to me is where it's going to come Melksham, from. And remember, Milksham didn't play in the Geelong game, did he? Did he? Um, I don't feel like he did. I thought this was the game where Hibbert and Milksham were both out. Might be, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah and then I thought that... Melksham came back after. Right. I'm not sure. Against Adelaide. I feel like that's right, but maybe it's not. But yeah, the point is, is this is, yeah, Melksham is the linchpin. Frost versus Hawkins as well. Huge. Enormous. Huge. So hopefully yeah. Frosty, I mean, he just needs to just halve the contest, really. I yeah. mean, he, I'm sure he'll get outmarked a couple of times, but this is just about sort of minimizing the damage, isn't it? If we can keep Hawkins to, say, three or four goals, it's that's not a bad outcome. Yeah, return. exactly. That's probably the best we can hope for in yeah. some ways. Because the problem is we clearly don't have a plan B. No. I mean, Oscar got destroyed last time. Yeah, but the service was also really bad. And he was kind of left out. The service. As in the service into the forward line was just coming in like a rocket for Oscar. So it was just so bad for him. that He didn't really have a chance. I mean. Yeah. No, I I agree. But I just don't think he's got the body to go. No, definitely not. He's too skinny. But Frosty, this could be the making. This could be the making. Finals are made. No, what is it? Lessons are learned. Lessons are learned. Trophies Trophies are Trophies are earned. Yeah. The trophy of Premier Melbourne Backman could be yours, <laughs> Sam Frost, with this final show. As long as out. Yeah. As long as Lever's out, exactly. Um, can I tell you my concern? Okay, let me just... My big picture take on this game. I honestly think we're a clearly better team than that. Like, yeah. not just, like, a little bit. I think we are clearly better. I don't know that. if I think we're clearly better. I think we're better. I think they've I got think... a few stars, but we've but just got... they've got real superstars, kids. Yeah, but... Okay, I don't think Joel Selwood is anywhere near the player he used to be. I don't think Gary Ablett is anywhere near the player he used to be. Dangerfield could still, you know, turn it on, but he's nowhere near what he was, like, in previous years. I don't know about that, kids. He kicked, like, six goals in the last week, like, last round. I mean, albeit oh. against the Gold Coast Suns. But I just think that, you know, I, see, I hear what you're saying, but I think they're I really capable of special moments. I think our midfield is all over them. I agree, but I think, I think our guys are future stars, but... You know, these guys have got the runs on the board and they've proved themselves in finals. So, yeah. you know, the proof is in the pudding, really. I, I think these guys are capable of magical moments in a way that I'm not sure. If, we, we don't know if these guys are capable, our guys are capable of magic moments. But my, my big concern isn't so much the talent. It's the coaching. Yeah. I just think Chris, Chris Scott's Scott a good coach. is a good coach. Yeah, he is. He's going to really stretch us. He yeah. might try this Blixarves against Gorn Just thing, to run him off his feet. Which, you know... I mean, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if there's very few people who can go with Gorn in terms of his aerobic capacity, yeah, whereas in big guys, the Blitzars crush him on that front because he yeah. can crush everyone in the AFL. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what worries me. I mean, what are they going to do with Lockie Henderson? Maybe they'll push Henderson forward, which would stretch our defence a bit. Yeah, it would. I mean, there's there's a few things that worry me, and I'm interested to see how Goodwin adapts because last time I really think he screwed the game up oh, by well, not he... changing Oscar off. Hawkins until the last quarter. And just not changing anything about those centre bounces. I mean, th- I this is the problem I had with that game as well. And as you know, I've been very critical of Goodwin sometimes this year, a lot of the time this year. But the thing is, is in that Geelong game, you know, I just found that he was, like, we were just getting, we were letting Geelong get such a run on and we just did nothing really to stem the bleeding. He didn't try anything. Yeah. You know, he just kind of Although left the there is a question about how much, of, how much of that is 
the coach and how much is just players, you know, learning from the situation, right? I mean, Tom McDonald had an interesting article about how they just completely panicked during that game, but then after that they watched it minute by minute um, and, like, deconstructed it, and that's why they played better in other games, like Adelaide. Although, in fairness, they nearly screwed up against they Adelaide. They nearly screwed so. up against Adelaide and they screwed up against the Swans. No, I'm but not West sure Coast. If I really... West Coast was the Ah, I see. So they applied it once in the span of six <laughs> weeks. I see now. Those are valuable learnings. I see. I see how much they deconstructed that game. Yeah, no, I take your point. Yeah, there we go. I just, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying, Kieran. They made, like, big, disastrous errors in no, but the point he was making was little game. things like taking 30 seconds off the clock or even when you're going to kick a goal, taking another 20 seconds to, on the mark and things like that. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are just rocket science, isn't it? You would that be... was actually the extent of the insights he mentioned. Well, there you go. Well, I'm glad that Goodwin is getting paid however much money he's getting paid per year because it sounds like he's really bringing some, uh, you know, nous to the team. But no, I do think that... I, I do think that it will be very interesting to see how Goodwin adapts to any of Chris Scott's coaching moves because he's not going to die wondering Chris Scott. Right, exactly. And I think he's playing from behind. Like, yeah. I do genuinely believe, particularly with the Ruck matchup, we're the favourite. Scott has to do something to win. Right. I think if we lose, it's us losing this game. Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, rather than them winning. Okay, Neats. Let's just get some predictions on the table here. Okay. Because we're very interested in the finals in generally. And yeah. what we're going to do is put these up on our Facebook page. We want everyone to throw out their own predictions. And we can have some accountability here. Richmond Hawthorne. Yeah, I reckon the Tigers easily. I think probably by around 30 points. 30 points? Yeah. I reckon the Tigers by uh, 20. Ooh. Okay. Pretty close. D's Cats. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Uh, Giants Swans? I think the Swans easily. You have weirdly, you're so pro-Giants. I think the Giants are the most underrated team in this final scene. The Giants are not underrated. They're all just injured and they all are, they're just a bunch of downhill skiers, aren't they? Canelio, Canelio is a, is an absolute gun. Like he is the only one who's skiing uphill, really, out of all of them. The rest of them, I mean, look at them against us. Do you really? They look second rate. I agree, but Williams back, and am I right in saying Williams Green's hasn't back? played football in a year? Am I right in saying Green's back? Green's back, and he hasn't played football in like seven Does, weeks. Doesn't matter. Watch Green's going to kick four goals. Green is like their and milkshakes, and I they're going to win by like twenty five points. I don't know about that. I'm saying I'm going the Swans by twenty points. Fine. Okay. Eagles pies. Eagles. How much? 30. I reckon the Pies will win by 10. Oh. I don't think the Eagles are actually that good. I think everyone's obsessing with this Kennedy thing, which is true. It is going to be difficult. But They've I got think, Kennedy I think and the... Darling back, and the Pies are playing a basketballer as their key <laughs> defender. I mean, look. I just think the Pies will crush them in the middle. But I just disagree with that, kids. First of all, you've got to keep it down the hometown home umpiring as well. We got past that. I mean, yeah, just barely, though. We, we, we got past that because of the Kennedy and Darling um, injuries. I just, I think the Eagles will easily account for them. They're underrated. The Eagles are a good side. Okay. Other predictions? Oh, well, okay. D's Cats. Actually, maybe not 30 points. I'd say probably Eagles by like 15. Oh, stop hedging your bets. That's probably right. more accurate. D's Cats. D's Cats. D's. And I think we'll win by 10 points. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll win by 15. I think we're going to do it. I reckon we're going to do it. I think yeah. that we cannot we cannot lose to the same team three times in a season, can no, we? we? Absolutely can. Yeah, that's a depressing we've part. Lost to the and same team Geelong, for like eleven years in a row. Most depressing team ever. We Are hate Geelong. We, we absolutely hate easily. Geelong. Yeah, I just think we're just too good. I, I think so too. It's more about just pure talent. Um, yeah. How far are we going to go? Prediction right now. I mean, I think we could go all the way. I no, think not it could. all hinges. Give the prediction. Don't give some generic. I think crap. prelim. I think prelim. Okay, prelim, and what happened? Who do we lose to in the prelim? Collingwood or West Coast. 
Oh, well, obviously. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for that, Einstein. <laughs> West <laughs> really Coast. Really got the ladder predictor out. West Coast, West Coast. Okay, I think we lose to Chloe in the prelim. Um, who is going to be the unexpected start of the finals for us? Which may be one game or multiple games. Who's going to be the guy who just stands up? Sam Wiedemann. Sam Wiedemann? Yeah, that <laughs> was unexpected. unexpected, wasn't it? That is unexpected. You did not expect that, did you? Wow. I think he's going to be, not and not sort of superstar hmm. performance, because obviously it'll probably go to Oliver or Gordon or Brasher or one of those guys, but I think someone who is going to be unexpected guy who stands up and, you know, takes contested takes a contested grab when the game is on the line, I reckon it's going to be Sam Wiedemann. How about you? I'm going to say Wheels. Wheels? I reckon Sam Frost is going to do a job on Tomahawk. Oh, I love this. And he'll this. stamp himself as the second best key defender in the game after this. Second best key defender in the game? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is going to be... Behind this Alex is going to be a, Right. You've been His championing mentor. this Alex Brandt, <laughs> Sam Frost comparison for a while now. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because it, it takes me back our last final, back in 2006. I remember Brad Miller was awesome. Yeah, it was so yeah, yeah. It was very unexpected. He was awesome against Frio, wasn't he? Yeah, he was awesome yeah, against yeah, Frio. Yeah. So I just think someone like him, someone kind of lumbering... You know, athletic, but a bit kind of confused about the Why game. Why can't that be Sam Wiedemann? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's too good. I reckon Frost is the guy. Okay, Frost is it. Frost okay. is it. Who will disappoint? That could also be Frost. Oh, actually. that will easily <laughs> Alex Neil Bullen, I think it is. <laughs> no, but you've got such low expectations for him. That doesn't count. <laughs> okay, um, who will disappoint? Point? Hmm. Who will disappoint? Um, I, this is a tough one. How about you? I think Alex Neil Bullen for me. You, no, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to say Spargo. Oh, Spargo. Okay, what, I love Spargo. But I just think finals... It's going to over him? No, it's just going to be very tight. Not much space. Yeah. It might. You might find it a little bit difficult. I disagree. I think Spargo's going to be a big-time player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who do you think is going to disappoint? I honestly someone think Alex, not Neil Alex Neil Bullen. No, pick someone you actually like. Christian Petrarca could be... This Christian Petrarca. This could be a bit of a oh, final series. Oh, no, I hope not. I hope not. No, I really think Alex Neil Bullen. No, Christian Petrarca, no. I just, Alex I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about, do you know what I'm concerned about? Simon Goodwin, love, what are you going to say next? I love track. I love track. I'm just concerned that if he starts having the yips in front of goal, mm. this could be a disaster. It really could be an unmitigated disaster. Some of his set shots are still very questionable. Right. But maybe he's a clutch set shot player in finals only. Mm, definitely not in all the other games we needed him <laughs> he in. He likes the big stakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I don't think so. But yeah, that. What, what, so you think you think definitely Spargo? Well, I mean, obviously not definitely Spargo, but I think it's possible someone like him might just get over. Anyone? Any time. other contenders or that? No, because I think look, a midfield they play very percentage hard football. I yeah. don't think any of them are going to have an absolute shocker. Yeah. Um, look. Someone like Tom McDonald might find it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. He is going to get a lot of attention yeah. without Hogan in the team. Mm. Like this week with Harry Taylor and Henderson. Mm. He's probably my, my other one that, you know, if someone's going to have a rough patch, it might be him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a bit of a harsh category in hindsight. Yeah. Why did you set this category? <laughs> I, don't I, know. Like, I like everyone in the team. I don't want to diss anyone. <laughs> I don't want to bag anyone in the team. All right. We'll put up our predictions um, and please join us. Um, so, Except for who will disappoint, because that's just negativity. Stop being such a hater, Kieran. We're all going in with real positivity. We're all brothers. Right, fine. Um, Nitz, how do we finish this? It's going to be a tense few days. It's going to be a really, really big few days, and I probably need to, I don't know, have a cocktail or something just to relax the nerves Yeah, yeah at 5 a.m. in the morning when we're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty bloody intense. Yeah. have been waiting 12 years for this. 12 long years. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Um, Maybe we should find a new hobby. Yeah, well, we might need to if Friday goes bad. I know, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, none but, of that thinking, guys. None of that thinking. Thank you all for joining Deluded again. We hope um, you can all handle the week and uh, don't get too stressed out like we are right now. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast through iTunes. Please rate us as well. Um, and there's really nothing else up to say other than go days. Go days.